journey of grief. This is the first time that I have shared since my wife's uh, passing, and it is a challenge. I always knew that whenever I stood to preach the Word of God, <clears throat> there was a lady that was praying for me. Just I just knew that. It was a given. And uh, the reality of the difference that is, is a sobering reality. Um, my wife, <clears throat> my wife was very faithful that way to encourage and, and to support me um, as I share, shared the word of God. She always uh, was a blessing in, in a lot of ways, but in that way, uh, she always supported me. So it's, this is the first time um, since her passing, other than sharing briefly at her funeral. So bear with me. <laughs> you know, this morning I was um, preparing, and I'll be honest with you, I got nervous, uh, felt just a, I'm not sure I'm ready. You know, I'm not, uh, I, I, you know, just, you know how the enemy comes and, um, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, look, this is not about you. This is about me. You just be the vessel, and it'll be okay. And that brought a tremendous peace to my heart. I thought, okay, you've got this. <clears throat> I'll just be the vessel. So, And I, I was asked uh, later in the week if I would preach. My first thought was, um, yeah, sure, not right now, <laughs> not not quite yet. Um, but then um, this brother said, I, "I'd really like I'd really like for you to if you could." And I said, "Hey, I want to submit myself and yield myself to it, and do the best I can." So, but I do want to thank you as a church for your support, prayers, continuous uh, checking on us, and praying for us as a family and blessing us. It's really meant a lot to me and my children, my grandchildren through our journey. As I considered what to share today, excuse my throat, it's, it's been scratchy all week, struggled a little bit with that, but as I considered what to share, um, I was thinking along the lines of some scriptures that have really, really meant a lot to me. Um, some of you know my background, most of you, most of you probably do, but some of you don't. Um, when I got saved, in all reality, not no kidding, no kidding at all. If you would have come up to me, I was very um, um, unknowledgeable of God's word, very much so. If you would have came up to me and said, "Look, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can tell me if the word John is in the Bible. Is it a man in the Bible? Is it a book in the Bible?" I'll give you $100. I'm going to be honest with you. I would have had to guess because I didn't know. Um, there are people in this country that limited knowledge. Thank you. With that limited knowledge, there are people. And I was one of them. I wasn't raised in church. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know where the word, um, I didn't understand it. I knew it was through my parents. My father had, uh, I remember one time as a child, 
as a little child, I set a glass of tea on the family Bible, our, the family Bible set out on the coffee table. And I was just a child. And I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't think anything about it, but I remember sitting that there, and I remember my dad looking at me, and he said, you get that off that. He said, that's God's word. He said, you don't, you don't put anything, you don't, you don't put a tea glass on God's word. And I remember I was like, oh, okay. And then in my heart I was like, God's word. Wow, God's word. You know, and it start, God used that, you know, as like, and then, you know, of course, later on I'm like, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's, that's a God, you know, and that's his word. But then life, you know, took me down other courses and I got sidetracked. But God was even trying to speak to me through that. That is God's word. You respect that. You reverence that. Don't, don't put a tea glass on it. You know, and I'm like, okay. You know, of course the thought hit me. wonder why we never opened it up. We never looked at it. We never heard it. You know, I don't know. I do know because of sin. Um, but so that's how I was um, raised as a child coming up through life. But then when I got saved... Uh, I was 21 years old. I was just a hippie um, and lost and undone in drugs, alcohol, things of this world consumed me. And uh, But somebody knocked on my door and led me to Christ, told me how to be saved, told me how that I could have my sins washed in the blood of Christ, how that I could become a child of the living God, not not just in general as a populist, but for me personally, Christ died for my sins. And through that encounter, not necessarily that night, but through that encounter, God began that work in my heart of understanding his word. And I'll never forget it. After I got saved, uh, there was two men that led me to Christ. And, um, you know, they were just trying to disciple me and help me. And they said... Every day, every day, this is the Word of God. Every day you need to read your Bible. I didn't graduate from high school. Uh, I struggled through school, had, had some issues because of the course of life I had chosen. And I struggled. I, I never read a book in my life. And I'm like, i got to read. <laughs> I can read, but it wasn't my thing. And it was like... So I got, I got to start reading every day. <laughs> and they're like, yes, you need to read every day the Word of God because this is God's Word. As a child of God, you know, this, they said this is how you're going to learn about God, who God is, God's heart for you, God's love for you. You're going to understand things, you know, by God's mind, reading God's Word. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm his child. He's done so much for me. I'm going to start reading it. It's okay. I'm going to do that. And I did. I started in Genesis. And Genesis was like, wow, you've got to be kidding me. This is how everything came about. You know, God spoke. Boom, it was here. Hey, I loved it. I mean, this was like deep. And then I got a little further in Genesis, and it was like so-and-so begot so-and-so. And I couldn't even pronounce the names. And it was like, oh, my, I'm drowning. I have no clue how this is going to help me at all. I went back to those guys, and I said, are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure I need to be reading this? I, I don't. I can't pronounce some of this. I don't know. I don't know what it says. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. I took them literal, and they came back to me, and they said, Look here, Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament, New Testament. Give me a little data on that. You start in the book of John, St. John, fourth book in the New Testament. You read St. John through five or six times, and then go back and read the Gospels and read the New Testament. Read the New Testament through several times, and then go back and read the Old Testament. You'll understand it better. I read St. John through four or five times, and I was so enlightened. My faith was so strengthened because I understood who Jesus was. I, I was like, I got it. I got it. This is so good. This is what I believed on. This is what I put my faith in. This is what I trusted in. I got this, you know, and I'm still getting it, okay? Uh, but, but having me read through the go- uh, Gospel of John four or five times solidified my understanding of why Christ came and what he went through in his journey and why he did that. And then I started back in the New Testament. And I've, and I've enjoyed reading the Word of God and made it a part of my life. So that's the history behind this, or behind my, um, my introduction, introduction to it. You know, today in a society, we are by nature taught to question. Do you believe that? We're by nature taught to question when somebody says something. Let me explain, okay? How many of you do um, buying online? You buy online. I believe more of you do than raise your hand. How many of you buy online? Let's be on. There you go. Okay, now I'm with you. All right, so I do too. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not here. I do it. So when you buy online, I usually read about the, the product that I'm looking for. I read what the manufacturer says, Right? How many of you just believe everything the manufacturer says and buy immediately if it's what you want? I don't see any hands in here at all. Okay? So what you do, you read reviews, right? I do. And then sometimes you wonder, did, did the two of you buy this same product? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so it becomes a challenge to sort through the information we're given to make a decision, Right? Who's telling the truth? Is this a good product? Is it not a good product? Should I, you know, is it going to meet my needs? We, we're, all, we're all there. What about in the political arena? How many of you, I don't, I don't follow it. Maybe I should more, but I don't follow it as close as I should. But how many of you just immediately believe what the political arena tells you? President of the United States, I'm not saying are you Democrat, Republican, or I'm just saying, how many of you immediately believe because they say it, it's right? I don't see any hands again. Interesting. How many of you question it immediately? You see where I'm going with this? In the society in which we live, when we're told something, we begin to question. Our minds have been geared towards questioning so, and, and now we, we have a mind, you know, that questions um, 
and, and, I, and I believe our society is, is gearing more and more that way. Uh, the issue with the police and the uh, movement, uh, racist-type movements that's going out there today, you know, there's just so much propaganda being pushed and pushed and pushed on us as a society, and we're being asked to believe things that some of us question, I'm not sure this is right. I'm not sure this is right for me, especially as a Christian, some of those things. How about the, uh, the pandemic facts that we receive? How many of you just believe those? Everything that they say. My goodness, you folks really, really doubt, don't you? You just don't trust society. But these are doctors. These are people who really know what they're talking about, right? I see so many, pe- so many people saying, no, 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 golly. So now I come to the Word of God. <laughs> you see where I'm going with the thought? So by nature, we're on guard when somebody says something. By nature, we're like, I'm going to look at the reviews. I'm going to see if I can sort all that mess out and make an informed decision. But I want to tell you what I'm going to show you this morning is the Word of God. And it comes from a God who cannot lie. I picked this book up 40 years ago, soon be 40 years ago, for the first time. Guess what? It's still the same. His opinion, his heart has not buried one ounce. A million years from now, this will be true. It's forever settled in heaven. It's a fact. It's unchanging. It doesn't matter what the reviews say. You can read, read reviews about this, and some people will say it's life-changing. It totally transformed my life. Some people will say, I tried it, it didn't work for me. Like, did y'all try the same thing? This guy said it's just like, I mean, it transformed his life, turned his life upside down. The next guy said, hey, I want to stay away from that as far as I can. You don't need to read the reviews. You need to search it out for your own application because God wants a personal relationship with each one of you, each one of us. And we can trust God's Word because it's unchanging. We have a very unsettled world in which we live. I'm going to go through six, if they'll pull up here, six slides of six different scriptures that have meant a lot to me in my life. I'm going to move through them fairly quickly for the sake of time. Some of them are phrases, some of them are entire scriptures, and I know scripture is so important to read it in the context, I understand that, but these are scriptures or phrases that I memorized, and God has brought them up in my life over and over and over again. How many of you, and you've been very cooperative, how many of you have your faith tested? Yeah. And sometimes it's severely tested, right? Sometimes the voices say, where is your God? 
What about what he said? Where are his promises? You know, David had the same issue. David was like in a cave running. And, you know, I mean, all of the armies outside the cave, and you're, you're pushed back in a cave. It, it's, I mean, it's understandable to question. And sometimes the enemy gets very close, and you feel backed in a corner. And it's, I think it's okay to question because of your humanity. But that's a real test of your faith. It's time then to go to the Word of God and say, God, I choose. That's where your will engages and your weak faith and your will says, I will trust in you. That's what David did. I asked the Lord many years ago when I caught, uh, I caught a phrase in the New, New Testament, and when I caught that phrase, it so spoke to my heart. <clears throat> the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. And I thought, wow, God allowed that to be pinned down about a man. That was so significant that God seemed fit to put that in the Holy Scriptures that David was a man after his heart. And I began to pray, God, show me what made you say that about David. Teach me that. What made you say that about David? And I began to study David's writings. And as I studied those writings in his life, I realized, man, this guy had problems. This guy made some mistakes. Like, well, okay, we checked that off. It wasn't because he was a superhero. Well, I fit that. I'm not a superhero either. So it wasn't that he didn't question God. Later on, you know, I would see David push back and in these circumstances and say, Oh, God, why have you done this? Why? Where are you at? You know, I'm like, wow. And this is a guy after his heart. And this guy can be, like, vulnerable and weak and say, I, I'm not sure where you're at or how come this is. God said, yeah, it's okay to be vulnerable in week two. Dig in a little deeper. And then I would see David say, but thou hast said, and I will trust you. But thou hast said, and I will trust you. And I thought, God said, there it is. Put your trust in me. Put your faith in me. Prove me herewith and see if I'll not pour out a blessing upon your life. That's, what, that's where the life is that causes me to smile upon a man or a woman. And I want to be that man. I want to be, and I, and I know you do too, you want to be the man or woman of God that God can say, there's a person after my heart. It won't come because you're so super strong or super spiritual. And you just overcome all battles and fly over them and, you know, everything's good. It won't come that way. You'll be tested. Your faith will be tested and tried. And I want to encourage you to go to the Word of God. You know, when I, when I see a storm coming, I look for shelter. How about you? <laughs> Sometimes. My wife always fussed at me because I go outside in a storm. But anyway... Maybe I shouldn't, didn't say that just exactly right. It's wise to seek shelter <laughs> when the storm comes, right? Spiritually speaking, when you see a storm coming, it's wise to seek shelter. 
The Word of God is a shelter. Hide the promises of God in your heart. Thy word have I hit in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. The Word of God is pure. There's so many promises that you can hide in your heart that God will bring up in your time of testing that will prove so valuable in your life, in your journey of life. Nobody can live your journey of life or my journey. It's all different. But there's by hiding the Word of God in your heart, when I first got saved, I'd take three by five cards. Don't know what those are? Probably not. Anyway, you can do it on your phone, too, in your notes, all right? But copy down a scripture verse. Say, hey, this is a good verse. Copy it down several times during the day. Pull it out. Look at it. Memorize it. Hide it in your heart. Memorize it. Say it over and over and again. Eventually, just start quoting it. Hide it in your heart. When the storm of life comes, God will bring that word up, and you'll say, yes. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord who are the called according to his purpose, truth or not. Help me. Truth or not. Boy, we're weak. Let's try that again. All things work together for the good to those who love him, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Truth or not. Thank you. (laughs) It is truth, right? We believe that, we say that, but when the tests come, we have a tendency to say, uh, maybe I need to look at the reviews. Uh, I've heard different things. Uh, Maybe not in this circumstance. Right? This don't feel right. I'm not sure this is going to apply here. No. No. Your faith is being tested. Choose to believe. Choose to say, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I'm weak. This is crippling me. This is bigger than I am. But I am going to choose to take your word because you cannot lie. You're faithful. That's my encouragement to you. I need to move through these. I just realized the... Oh, it's quarter till ten. We got a lot of time. We're here early. Um, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Make it a part of your life. You feed your babies, you mamas, you nourish them, you care for them, you husbands, us guys. We make sure we get fed, don't we? You can look at me and say, that fellow ain't missed many meals. That's pretty obvious. We take care of ourselves, right? Wait a minute. We make sure we're fed, right? We do. You mamas feed them babies. You take care of, you know, that's important. We need to feed the inner man. The inner man, the spirit man inside of us that dwells in us, we need to feed him. How do we feed him? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart as unto the Lord. Hiding thy word in my heart, 
washing and cleansing by the Word of God. There's so many references. This is how we do that. This is how we cultivate that. And out of that, you know, our faith has increased. Through my journey, more so speaking with unsaved people that have asked me uh, how I've been doing, and I, I explained to them, you know, it's a journey, and I'm learning <clears throat> how to trust the Lord in a different way, and God is good. You know, some days are better than others. but And many people have said one of the things about it is you're a real man of faith, and God will see you through this. And when they say that, I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like you don't know me. I, I, I feel so crushed and so vulnerable in my weakness. And then they say that, and I'm like, I want to be. I want to be that. God help me. I'm like David in the shadows. Sometimes I say, God, where are you? But I will trust you. I will. By the grace of God. And you need, brothers and sisters, many of you have walked through journeys unlike mine, but you've walked through them and you will walk through them. And it's a good time to cry out in your weakness, God increase my faith. Second one, Philippians 1 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If you're saved, that work is begun. It's not complete. It's not complete. If you're saved, you've entered a relationship with Christ. The Bible says that we are to be conformed into the image of Christ. In other words, Jesus wants to make you and I a reflection of him. Guess what? There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. And sometimes that work looks differently. How we want that to work out in our lives may not be exactly according to what his plan is. It's okay. Trust him. Learn to trust him. Faithful. He is faithful. He hath begun a good work in you. We'll perform it. That's not an option. He'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, shaping and forming us into the image of Christ until we see him face to face. And sometimes that's through mountaintop experiences, and sometimes it's through hardships. But you know what? Let me just share something with you. I don't, I don't feel this, but it just came to my heart. Uh, I don't feel like I'm... And you'll understand when I say this. I don't feel like I'm getting a spanking right now. I really don't. I just feel like this is part of the course of my life and God is working in it. But how many of you ever had a spanking? Good. How many of you thoroughly enjoyed that? Thought it was the best thing ever happened? No hands in the house. No takers. If the Father spanks you, you can be assured it's out of love every time. 
He won't make a mistake. It's out of love. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son, every son whom he receiveth. And if you be without chastisement, then are you bastards and not mine. You say, brother, that's strong words. It really is, but it's the word of God. Every son, every son, son, daughter, gets a spanking in the course of life. But it's out of love. Look at every, every opportunity that God chooses to spank you. If, it, if That's his words. And say, Father, you, you allowed this in my life because you love me. It's a lot easier to take. A lot easier. It's not done out of anger or out of uh, hatred or malice or ill will. But it's out of love. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Notice the word? The way. The truth. The life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Not many ways. Needs to be deep settled in your heart. Not all religions lead to the same place. We're all on the same road. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. We're all going to heaven. Not that way. Needs to be deep settled. Doesn't mean we're superior. Sometime I'd like to bring a message on cultural Christianity. I've been observing that for a while now, and there's some things about that that burden me. But um, have it deeply settled that Jesus is the way. He is. Have that deeply settled. That doesn't mean we're superior to others. Actually, we're called to serve them because Jesus is the way. We're, we're not better than them. We just know the way, which is Jesus. Have that deeply settled in your heart. Never, never get away from the cross. You know, if I find my life drifting, I don't feel like I'm on course. I ask the Lord to take me back to Calvary and remind me of Calvary. And what he went through for me. I tell you what, that'll put your life back on course. You're talking about humbling, talking about deeply humbling, it realigns things, and you get your focus on the cross. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. First <clears throat> John four eight He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. What I want to point out to you about this is the word is. It does not say God loves. Many times in the word it says God loves. But this time he said God is love. What I want to bring out to you about that is is, is the essence of God. You'll never find it in the word where it says God is hate. You will find it in the Word where it says God hates things, actions. Most of them related to religious 
religion, God, and sin. Same, right? Um, but you'll never find that, but you find it here. God is love. It's his essence. It's who he is. The more you get to know God, the more you will love. You know, that is a constant shaping and forming and molding in my heart. I, I understand love now. The more I get to know God, the more I understand what love really is. Memorize 1 Corinthians 13. And, and then you can recite it to yourself. Charity is. And, and then you analyze that against my spirit today in my life. What's it reflecting? And oftentimes I have to say, Lord, I'm sorry. My love isn't lining up with this. My love's pretty selfish. It's pretty, you know, centered around me. And I'm not feeling loved. And I'm not, yeah, well, a lot of times you're not feeling loved because your life is centered around you. Love is your outpouring, your giving, and receiving what Christ has done for you. Um, God is love. The more you know God, the more you'll understand love. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. There's a lot, of, lot to be said about these verse, in this verse here. But what I want you to see is let the peace of God rule in your hearts. How many of you want to be filled with the Spirit? How many of you want to walk in the Spirit? Sure. We all desire that. I do too. As I've Ask the Lord to help me to even understand what that means. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? What does it mean to be, you know, led by the Spirit? My children hear my voice and they follow me. You don't know how many times I've, I've said, Lord, I want that. I want that to be a part of my life. I'm your child. I, that's a done deal. I've settled that. I'm your child. But there's some things here that I want to get right. You said my my children hear my voice and they follow me. God brought me to this understanding um, a number of years ago. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. That is, that is paramount. When something's not right, when I know my peace isn't there, I'm like, okay, do I know what it is? Sometimes, yeah, you do. <laughs> you do know what it is. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. But sometimes it's like, you know, I, I don't see anything obvious. I'm not sure what it is. Lord, why am I not walking in your peace? Why is that not there? And it may take a little bit, but God will open that up to me and say, right here it is. Remember? When you, when you said this or did this, or just the way your life is going, just the spirit that you're giving off. You know, it's, it's like this is, this is pride in your life. How many of you struggle with pride? My, we all face a lot of the same struggles, don't we? You know, I'm going to speak more about that in a minute, but, but I'll insert it now. Um, that thing is sneaks up. You know, you kill that thing once, and you think, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I'm nothing, and, you know, I'm done with this thing of pride. 
but somehow or another it pops up over here. It just has a way of doing that. Pride is an awful thing. And pride is something that will take away our peace with God. We'll tie it back to here. Pride will take away our peace with God. It just will. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Here it is. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. I need two volunteers. Thank you for volunteering, Brother David. Thank you. Appreciate you two volunteering. Guys are so helpful. So, okay. Imagine a father, two sons. Both sons are asking the father for something. Both of them realize it's it's within the father's realm to be able to grant something to his sons. One father comes to the son. I'll pick on you. Uh, one father comes to the son and says, you know, I want this. It's mine. This is going to sound like a, like a story you've heard before. This is mine. I want this. It's, and, and the father is going to, going to say, wait a minute. And the other son is going to say, I'm not worthy. Even, but I sure would like to, to have this. If I could just have a piece of this, just a little, you know, I, I know I'm not worthy to have all of it, but, I, you know, if I could just be a servant, if I could just have a little bit of it. Now, where do you think the father's heart's going to go? He's going to say, son, come here. I'm going to let you have all of it. That's the heart I want to see. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to bless you. You can do it. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to pour my courage into you because you will give me glory because you'll know that I was the one. And and it will return to you. And you'll be strong in me. And I'll bless you. I'll deal with you in a minute. (laughs) You can sit down. Does that make sense? God resisteth the proud. Get a picture of that. And gives grace to the humble. Come on. Except you become as little children. You won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) How many times does he have to say it? You know, the disciples, you know, like, what's he doing letting them kids over there, you know? What's this, you know, don't you know who he is? You know, we're his disciples. I mean, he's, what, you know, push them kids back. No, I know your hearts and you got something wrong here. What I'm going to do is push you back. And I'm going to take this little child and I'm going to try to teach you a lesson. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to put him on my lap. And I'm going to try to teach you how you should relate. That's what he did. That's what he chose. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Ha. End of slideshow. 12 o'clock. I did all right. I think. Um, hopefully I communicated what God put on my heart. 
You will do well, I'll reiterate it, you will do well to memorize the Word of God. One of the things that has been a blessing to me, especially during the deep, deep trials, is having the Word in my heart and then quoting that Word back to the Lord in prayer. Um, just simply say, God, you said, you said this. I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't, I, you know, I, my faith is weak. But you did say this, and I'm going to trust you. In Ecclesiastes, he's talking about tithing, but he says, prove me herewith and see if I'll not pour out a blessing on your life. Just try me. Try me. And I think sometimes God wants us to try him. See if he's not faithful to you. See if he won't just pour out a blessing on you. See if he won't just bless you. Come to him humbly. Quote his word and trust him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your love and being a good, good father. Lord, I've said it many times, but nobody has ever loved me like you. And I thank you for it. I pray, God, that you would write the word of God upon the tables of our heart and help us to walk in the light of those that people might see Christ and glorify our Father which is in heaven. We love you, Father. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you for blessing uh, the congregation here. I pray that you draw each one to yourself myself included. In Jesus' name, amen.